Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I hope your week is going awesomely. We appreciate you being here. Today, we have listener questions with myself and Pam Forrester, and we get some great questions about taking a foreign exchange student to Walt Disney World knows nothing about the Disney parks. They're going to go down to see one of the hard ticket events, one of the holiday parties. And how do you make the most out of those days where you're going to have to figure out what to do with the day before the party if you're not a rope drop family we give some ideas there also we get a question about what the water stations look like during the run disney events if you carry your own water with you during the race can you refill your own water bottles at the water stations and what do the water stations look like we talk about that is the captain's table worth it on the Galactic Star Cruiser Pam just got back from her sailing on the Halcyon she gives her thoughts on that and celebrating a 21st birthday at Walt Disney World. What are some great places to go outside of Epcot? We talk about that and much more on today's show. Don't forget today's podcast always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the BR Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2150 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are having a great week and you probably think it's Tuesday because as a recording, I could swear it's Monday, but it's actually Tuesday, and I've been having to go back and just redo all my greetings on my emails today. So if you're one of my great guests over at The Magic for Less, and I said happy Monday, my bad, because I don't know what day of the week it is at this point, but we're here having fun answering your listener questions, and I want to be one of the first, if this is hitting your feed a little bit late on Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, to wish you a very, very happy Disney Plus Day season. May your celebration be beautiful and long, and you get to watch all the, the streaming that, that you could want. It, it's a beautiful thing. And everything's blue, apparently. I don't know why. I guess because the logo's blue on the app. I don't know, but maybe you decorate your house in blue decorations. I have no idea. So joining me today to answer those questions, if we can tear her away from the remote for about 40 minutes, we have the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam, happy Disney Plus Day. I know. Tear me away from the remote, huh? Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get all my Disney Plus in before whatever. Yeah. But before we get too far into this, I want to congratulate Mike on being named one of the superstar travel agents <laughs> there for the unofficial WDW guide, which is awesome. And it's the seventh year in a row, Mike? 
Seven. Dude, I'm keeping the streak alive. I don't know how that's happening. It's it's a great guess over at the Magic. It's all about my guests and the team at the Magic Philosophy. But yes, it's been seven years in a row at this point. Whoa. Very cool. Very cool. So we're among um, a superstar. We're not, I guess we're not just hitting for um, just solid here. Well, you know, it, it, honestly, it, it's an honor. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of, we have a great podcast community and the podcast community not only supports our show, but supports me through the magic for less. And I thank each and every person who has reached out. I always give my personal best to make sure that you guys all have great vacations. All the agents at the magic for less do that. Cause I have tremendous colleagues who fill on, fill in for me when I go on uh, cruises or to Disneyland to Walt Disney World for races so many folks it takes a team and Pam you help us all kind of get there so really this is a you know this is a team win over at the magic for less and I'm honored to be a part of it yeah it's awesome we have a great team and we have great agents so much deserved Mike really and truly so and you, you know what the best part of this whole thing was right I told my wife right I got you know saw the thing I saw the article so actually one of our listeners sent it to me I had no idea and uh, I saw it on Twitter and so my wife sent me that little gif of because I love Anchorman, like Ron Burgundy, he's yes. one of my heroes. <laughs> and I got the little gif that said, I'm kind of a big deal. And I cracked it. I'm still laughing at that because I, I don't think that, but I was like, when your wife sends you that, that's hilarious. You know, you like, need to show it to your children. See, I keep saying that. Well, I keep saying that because like, I want to pick like where we go to dinner and I keep getting overridden all weekend because Paige was home. And when Paige is home, Mike doesn't get to pick dinner or ice cream or anything. Like Paige gets to pick everything. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Seven years in a row, man. Come on, man. Can we go get Mexican? Come on. Let's go. Does that cover anything? Look at that. Did gym. you not even at, get to pick look, dinner? Look, it's right here. I'm kind of a big deal. It doesn't that that ca- that check does not cash. I'm just saying it just it's uh it, it just bounces. So you need hey. a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So let's answer some listener questions. That is why we're here. And uh, the first question says, idea for party day. Hey, Mike, I've been listening to the podcast for almost two years now. My husband, son, and I go to Disney so often. My son, who is 15, is tired of Disney, but goes to make me happy. Okay, real quick, just an aside. Your son is at that age, 15, where he will do that, right? But it will pass. Like there's that, you know, when they're kids, the younger, they love it, they love it. That middle teen years, a little rough. They'd rather be at home with their friends, but then it comes back. So you're, you've seen that with Hannah. Paige was kind of there for a little bit, but then it comes back around once they go away to college and they're broke and they just can't 100%. do anything. Yeah, yeah Hannah jokes like all the time that she's hoping that I'll continue to pay for vacations for her for many, many years to come. Right. <laughs> right. They got to be broke for just a little while, then they appreciate it. Okay. Back to uh, Amy's email here. Uh, we're no longer rope drop to park closing people. We enjoy the resort experience. Um, and uh, what, and let's see, and experience what we like from each park this year. I convinced my family to go for a quick trip to catch the Christmas party and hopefully the candlelight processional. So my plan was to fly down on Thursday, go to the party on Friday Epcot on Saturday, and then fly home on Sunday. This year, we're hosting a foreign exchange student from Spain. This is his first time in the States, and he literally knows nothing about Disney. He doesn't even know what the different parks are. Since he hasn't been, uh, since he, hasn't been he asked if we would spend more time in the parks than we normally do, and my son must really like him because he said yes. Here's my question. On the party day... What should I do beforehand? I was intending to wait for the party, 
but that's not until four o'clock. My other concern is I'm 45 and I can't do rope drop at one park until midnight for the party. That's just not in my genetic makeup. Any suggestions? I'm so excited to share this part of the world with our new family member. Take care. Thank you, Amy. First of all, I think that's awesome. I've always wanted to have a foreign exchange student. Now we don't have room in our house for another body here. I'm trying to get Paige. Like she's partially moved out. She's living in Chicago, but all of her bed and stuff is still in the room. I want to make the podcast studio. Probably will never happen. I have dreams. I'm still out in the main area of the basement. But uh, one day, and we definitely are not getting a foreign exchange student. I'll never get a studio. Um, so what do you think here? Because I think this is a great opportunity, but I would want to spend more time in the park. I mean, I'm thinking your son's 15. He's been many times. Do you need to be there? I mean, could they go rope drop and you meet them? Yeah. It, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, but 15 is kind of you got to be comfortable with that at that age, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's it's true. And I think there's a couple things you could do. So one of the things you could do is rope drop, do the parks for a while, and then, of course, do the Mike Rahman plan. Go back in the afternoon um, and take a nap, uh, take a rest, you know, whatever. And that's always, you know, something you can do. I think one of the surprising things um, to about party nights, especially when they're happening at the Magic Kingdom is, that that day typically sees less yes. attendance because those who don't have um, park hoppers don't want to plan their day at the Magic Kingdom because it will close a little earlier that day. So that's something you may want to consider. If you don't want to rope drop until midnight, you could also just go in early, earlier than the park, uh, than the um, party ticket allows you and start your time there in the Magic Kingdom so that You'll get a lot of attractions done, and then you can sort of focus on the party stuff while you're there, right? The parades, the fireworks, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things that for a while there, we said to, you know, you want to avoid the part, the park, the day of the party, because you're not getting as many hours. But when you think about it now... Because it's kind of reverse psychology. People don't go to that park. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to leave by six. They're going to flush us out and we don't get the evening. We don't get the, you know, nighttime in the park. But if you're going to the party, that's a great opportunity because you're going to get all the nighttime events once the party rolls around. You can grab your band starting at four o'clock or five o'clock. You know, you don't have to be in a rush to get it because you're already there. But you can really maximize your time from rope drop into the afternoon because like pam said the crowds are going to be light and you know if you rope drop it like i would i would do exactly what you said rope drop duck out take an afternoon nap you know maybe take a two two and a half hour break and then go back at two o'clock three o'clock and then just rock through the night because i think yeah. a power nap is really something you need here because it, it's a late night i get it uh, yes i know it is a late night especially if you aren't used to staying up until midnight or one o'clock in the morning. So oh, dude, Riley looks at me at about 10 o'clock and she's just like, are we going to bed? And I'm like, let's go. That's, <laughs> that's how we roll around here. I'm getting old. All right. Uh, Nichelle has a question here. Hey, BOGP crew. She's out in Las Vegas. Uh, we are taking my cousin to Walt Disney world for her 21st birthday. The first week of October, any suggestions for fun on property bars to go to other than Epcot? Of course. Thank you, Nichelle. And it's funny that she she lives in Vegas, so they got to leave <laughs> Vegas for a twenty first birthday party where most of the world goes to Vegas for, for that. Right? So, yeah. A little irony there. Um, so besides like Epcot, drinking around the world, if you want to do that, what? 
I, Trader Sam's I would put high on the list because that's not yeah. just a bar. It's an experience. It's a cool atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of different locations. And of course, we always advocate that monorail loop, right? I, I mean, drinking your way around the monorail loop, I think is a great, you know, it gives you so many good options because you get Enchanted Rose at Grand Floridian. Um, you can stop some, some place there at the Contemporary, either Steakhouse 71 or there's the... Um, the lounge right there on the level where Chef Mickey's is. But I think another place that often gets overlooked is uh, Disney Springs. There's a lot of great locations there. You have um, Jock Lindsay's, but then you can also go to like the boathouse and sit at the bar. They have seating both inside and then outside on the dock, which I think is a great location. Homecoming has a bar as well, the Shine Bar, where you can go and sit there and also order in food there if you weren't able to get an ADR. So that's something to think of. Um, but just lots of good locations at Disney Springs. And I would be remiss if I, of course, didn't talk about Baseline Tap House at Hollywood Studios because it's a great location. And you got to play name that tune if you go to Baseline Tap House because they uh, yes. play that like it's, it'll be like an elevator music version of like a Metallica song or something. Yeah. It's, it's like a jazzish uh, <laughs> interpretation of popular songs. Um, and they're so good that on our house playlist here, one of our house playlists, we have different playlists at our house. That is one of them. We have all these songs that were, that, well, we started finding them on baseline tap houses where we, first heard them and then followed the groups and then added those to our playlist. So love that. Yeah, it's good. And you get to see everyone walking in and out of galaxy's edge, which I think is so cool too. People are so excited and some sort of cosplaying a little bit. So it's fun. I mean, it's never a bad thing to see Wookiees going in out. No, you know, kind of, kind of hairy. <laughs> Your guy's just hairy. I mean, he's probably not cosplaying a Wookiee. He's just you know, hairy dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. All right. Paul's got a couple comments. He said they announced a special surprise on Halloween night. Any ideas? I, I don't know what he's talking about there. Have you heard anything? I've been so busy the last couple of days. I haven't even read the news. Is there going to be something at World? I don't know. Night? I don't know. I mean, Disney's very tight lipped. If they don't say in their press release, then there's probably yeah, I haven't a got reason. A, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a D-mail on it. So uh, no idea. Let's just, maybe it's gonna be like exactly. Jack Skellington, like a uh, Goodyear blimp or something. Like size. Who knows? Who knows? No, we Who don't know. Knows? No idea. But he does say he. Paul adds. He says we nabbed a Tony's reservation at five fifty for a party night, and we don't have tickets for the party. They're annual pass holders, so they're just gonna sit outside while they're eating and just watch the party goers come in in their costumes. I love yeah. that idea because that way you can just kind of, if you don't have to, I mean, if you want to take in the atmosphere till the bitter end, like you're really, I mean, you're sitting there and you're, you know, you're stretching it out until they absolutely kick you out without a ticket. That is a great place because you'll see the excitement of people coming in. You'll see all the costumes and you'll get a little taste there for a second. You're not right. really getting the party, but I, that's a great, great idea. That's, that is a class. That's a Mike Rallman idea because that's where you can save money, have a decent meal, and just kind of chill out and ha enjoy the atmosphere. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it is so fun. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of time, energy, effort, and money that is put into some of these costumes, right? Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. 
They're better at it than I am. That's a hundred percent for sure. And shout out to Don who is tuned in right now from out at the Disneyland resort. He's out there pre D 23 and also Kelsey who's tuned in live right now from Disney's old Key West resort. I was dreaming about old Key West actually just recently. Steve, uh, my husband was trying to um, say to me, like, I would like to go to Old Key West and spend like an extended period of time there. That's what Scott did during COVID. Remember, like he worked from there. He he almost moved there. I think he got his mail forwarded to Old Key West. Uh, like a we did studio. that at Saratoga. We were able to do it at Saratoga. Like literally, we spent a lot of time there. So anyways. okay. Uh, speaking of Wookies, we have a question for you, Pam, from Kate. Okay. She says, last week, you're talking about upgrades. I want to ask Pam if the captain's table at the Star Cruiser is worth it. Seems a good price. I think it was 50. Well, it did change here. Uh, I think it was $50 per person. We're a family of three. Me and my hubby love the food and are adventurous eaters, but not big drinkers. Benjamin is a picky eater and only going to be seven when we plan on going. Now, this did go from, I believe, $50 to $300. Did it? I know um, it I think that was the photo package. No, maybe that was the photo package. Okay, I'm sorry, but it, I, Captain's Table Price did. <laughs> You're making inc- poor Kate be like, what? No, I'm just, I'm just trying to give everybody. But I know the Captain's Table Price did increase. I've seen did that. Increase. I've seen the headline many I, times. Maybe I don't have the exact number. Okay, and I so I talked about this a little bit when I gave our recap of this. I so here's what I thought the Captain's Table was, and this maybe shows that, like Mike, I've seen too many, too many episodes of the love boat and i was thinking i would be if oh, yeah. you were at the captain's table you would be sitting with captain you're, Stewie, you're looking right? for like somebody in a white shirt and like real short shorts 100 100 and you were gonna get all kinds of insider information right on the ship and whatnot but the captain's table like kate is sort of alluding to here is just simply extra courses and there were a couple of people that stopped by the table at different things but not so much dining with the captain so if that's what you're looking for i'm gonna save you some because captain stewing is not there nor was the captain of our ship she had a lot of stuff going on though there was a lot of stuff going on so we understood why she wasn't there at dinner that night but so so something to think is the captain's table though on the star cruiser is it like um is it in a like a prominent place within the oh, yes. or so it's like the head table at a wedding reception or something? I mean, I'm it's like in the middle of the room okay. and there's like this chandelier sort of above it. So it's it's a great location. You're going to have a good view of the um of the entertainment that night. So you will be able to see that. Um, I just, uh, you know, I think it's what you're expecting of it. And I, you know, I had said this, but I will, it bears repeating, I think that. While the food, they gave it some exotic name, right? And made it sometimes look exotic because we've all seen that blue shrimp, right? Um, It was very familiar food and none of it was that wild or out of this world, I guess. How do you say, how do you talk about this without sounding very kitschy or trying to Mm -hmm, be like, it was out of this world, but it wasn't really out of this world kind of thing. So um, it was all familiar uh, and just looked really cool and had a great name. So So you could be an adventurous eater at this and really not be an adventurous eater. I mean, you're eating (laughs) shrimp. But you're eating yeah. blue shrimp. Like, how exactly. many people have eaten blue shrimp on the planet? You know, right, not and I'm many. sure it wasn't called shrimp. So, no, no I'm sure it was called, uh, you know, pork. Something. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> some other space creature exactly. um, that we were doing. Yes. Exactly. But so if you want to have the extra courses and that seems like something that's really appealing to you, then I think the captain's table would be for you. And we've had guests go and really enjoy it. I just want you to know what it is going going into it because it's not really clear on that Star Cruiser site. We get a lot of guests who are like, yeah, I was looking on the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser site and it described this, but it didn't really describe it. I'm like, exactly. Well, bottom line is I would pay $300 to eat at the captain's table with Captain Steuben, yeah. God rest his soul, because that would have been the greatest experience ever. I mean, if you could have thrown in, I'd have, I would have gone up to five, $500 for like, if you could have thrown in uh, Isaac and Doc and maybe a gopher in there too, <laughs> Julie, I'd have been like, dude, this is the greatest, man, that would be awesome. And they're, they're all still around except for Steuben. Maybe we could get them on the wish cruise. I, have to, I know they, <laughs> right? they, have a, they, they have a deal with Princess, know. you know, they, I think they can't oh, sail on the lines. But uh, yeah, shame. I know. I would really like him to be. I would really like Isaac to be my. Isaac, I know Isaac would be the get right if we could get him. Dude, I would pay for his cruise if he'd sail with Seriously. us on the, on the wish. Dude, that'd be the. I just want him to just walk around every time I see him. Just give me a mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the double guns like he did. His, the funny intro. thing about all of them though <laughs> is they literally had many jobs. Like they had a job title. But then they ran around doing all kinds of other things. Right, right. Besides that, job yeah, totally. Title. Like the bartender. I mean, sometimes he was driving the ship. Like, how's that work? I mean, I who thought you how to steer that big old thing? You know, Isaac wasn't bartending. He bartended maybe twenty five percent of his day. Yeah, if that. that's true yeah but he did get like halfway through the the, the run of the show he got like his uh officers uh whatever like the he did Letts. but you could still be at all i can you still be an officer and a bar i don't know i guess back in the <laughs> 70s everything was good you know so i mean there's a lot of stuff going on there that was kind of sketch <laughs> i'm just saying like you're the captain yeah, bartender do whatever you need <laughs> and you know what honestly steubing was like a wholesome guy for all the stuff that was going on in his ship it was a little <laughs> Little, uh, yes, yin and true. the yang there with that show. The doctor, the yeah, doctor oh my would god, be so out of a job. Yeah, at this so, point. seriously, dude. My, my wife and daughter would not be sailing on any cruise ship that Doc is on. Not happening. 100%. Dude, the dude hit on anything that moved. Okay, Carrie's got a question about Run Disney. Please, let's get away from this. All right, she says, uh, "Hope you had an amazing holiday weekend and watched some great football." I did. Our high school and college team won. So go a uh, howl and go Mizzou. Uh, my husband and son are huge Notre Dame fans, and we're sad to see them lose this weekend. They're heading to South Bend next weekend to watch. Hey, you guys hung in there for the first half. I thought you guys had it there for a while. Uh, my friend and I have two run Disney questions we thought you could answer. I need to learn how to send a qu Well, you're on the listener question show, so here we go. Number one, are there water bottle filling stations along the race route or just small cups of water in sports drinks? We carry small bottles in our running belts and want to refill them rather than wearing a camelback. Okay, so that here's how it works with the water stations on the course. It's either at the very beginning of the water station or at the very end. I think it's typically at the very beginning of each water station. There will be volunteers that will fill your bottles for you. So if you're carrying a, you know, a belt and you're carrying your own water with you, they'll just you just hand them your bottle. They'll dump it in. Now they. They don't have like, um, you know, like filling things. They just have huge like water, like two, uh, like two liters. They'll dump it into your water bottle and you go. But they also have, just so you know, just if you've never been out on the course, 
they'll have water for a little bit and then they'll have the sports drink, which is Powerade, which is trash, but I drink it. I wish they had Gatorade. But, you know, when you're thirsty, you're thirsty. But so you'll know you'll have like the the water. So if you need your water bottles, that's usually first. So watch for that. And then you just got to kind of yell water bottle, water bottle. And somebody will jump out and refill you. Sometimes you got to be verbal about it because there's going to be, you know, fewer of these people. Most people are just grabbing the cups, but it's going to be water bottles, a few volunteers there. Then it'll usually be water for about three or four tables. Then you have a little space and there'll be Gatorade or not Gatorade, but Powerade, the sports ring. I want this during the summer months. For real? I want to be able to, to be water bottle refilling stations at all the parks. Yeah, they can have it like between lands, you know, like in the, yes. the transition is like the, the tables. Yes. And like yes. as you go from like Liberty Square back to the hub, you just take your cup and just, and there's like always a janitor just throwing it away. Number two, how do the run Disney race shirts fit? True to size, small or big? We both like the look of the men's shirt better than the co- uh, better with the collar, but fear they will be huge. Thank you so much, Mike. We just ran 11 miles Saturday and had a great time getting excited for Dopey. All right, Carrie. So, I, I mean, this one, I don't know. The, to me, I always just grab, uh, I think I put extra large and I wear them. They're a little bit big, but I mean, I probably wear a large anyway. So I'd say they're pretty true to size. We can get feedback and I can share that on next week's show because I'm not a, obviously I'm not a big fashionista. <laughs> I just grab my bag of shirts and I don't, I don't even try them on like until I get home. So it's too late by then. And I just, because I wear them just around the house. I don't, I work from home. Like this is it. This I'm dressed up today. I got my dopey shirt on if you're listening. Um, but they, you know, they're good shirts to wear around the house for training runs in the cooler times of the year. But yeah, they, I think they're true to size. Best bet. So there we go. All right, let's get to the next question here in the inbox. And this one says Disney night, sorry, Disneyland dilemma. Hey, Mike, I have to be in Southern California for work later this fall. I booked my plane ticket. So I have a little time in Disneyland before my meetings. I arrive at 4.30 p.m. on Monday, and meetings begin Thursday morning. I'll have to get to the conference hotel Wednesday night, so staying Monday and Tuesday night in Anaheim. It's likely I only get to see one nighttime show on Tuesday night. Which ones should I see? I'm not sure I can stay late enough Wednesday. Any recommendations for Monday evening? Is it worth a park ticket for a few hours? I'm scheduled to arrive at 4.30 p.m. into Anaheim and won't have any checked bags. Should I buy a ticket for the evening to make sure I can see both nighttime shows? Thanks for sharing your trip. Uh, Thanks for sharing about your Disneyland trip. I'm excited to get back there, even if it's just for 48 hours. That's at least too many caramel apples. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Ashley. All right, so... I'll tell you what, as far as the question about the nighttime show, this is the one I was the least excited for. And it was the one when I left, I was the most excited about world of color, world of color. Now we waited and got the front row. I mean, we were on the rail, like Scott made sure because Scott had seen it before. Scott was a great guy to take us around. I mean, it's got to say that he was awesome because he'd been there. He wanted me to have a great time with my family. I mean, he was perfect. So we did take the time to kind of wait around for about 30 minutes when they let the next group in because we saw the second show. We rushed in. They told us like seven times, you may get drowned where you're standing. We're like, cool. I got a jacket on. I had a hood up. I'm like, bring it on. I feel like I'm at a Gallagher concert or something. Let's let's do this. (laughs) 
I mean, I thought I was going to get like soaked, like back at the studios at that show where they would just hit you with the the wave of water. I was like, I'm going to get drowned probably. I was like, do I need a snorkel? I mean, they're, they kept telling us. Like, I'm like, dude, I, I didn't think you You're got that splash, though. Oh, man. It, they kept saying it. I'm like, I'm going to have to get new underwear or something. They're, they're telling me so bad. I'm going to be so wet. We didn't get that wet. We didn't get, we didn't get wet at all, really. But the, the show was just tremendous. Like, I, and again, it's a show that's more IP driven with movie clips and music. And, and I'm not a big fan of Harmonious, but I love this show. I don't know if it was just how close we were, how beautiful the the water shooting out, how it just maintained its color up for like 100 feet in the air, the pastel it's colors. Was, I mean, so what do you think to this? I mean, World of Color knocked my socks off. So World of Color is fantastic and actually one of my favorite nighttime shows ever to be joined with every other nighttime show I've seen. So I love them all. I love the nighttime shows. And the thing is, you may not have to make like the Sophie's Choice of nighttime shows because uh, most of the time during the week, they do not show the Disneyland fireworks because um, the Disneyland is sort of located in a residential area, the residential area of Anaheim. And so at some point, um, the Anaheim residents or whatever sort of got together and, and Disneyland then scaled back their nighttime shows and they're typically only on um, weekends but you'll have to see like watch that and see how it goes they also do have Fantasmic um, which is shown more often that was awesome but I will, right should I, night and day between Walt Disney World Fantasmic oh right? my god so much better it, and I love Fantasmic at the studios but should I give the spoiler because I almost had a heart attack during the show and Scott did not tell me. I almost punched him. I almost dropped my best friend right there in front of you. I almost, because I was standing there and he was watching me. He knew it was coming because I had no idea. I wasn't paying attention. I knew this was part of the show, but I had no idea. Like I was just totally like immersed in what was happening. Dude, when that cannon went off on that pirate ship that I wasn't paying attention to off to my right, because we were right up there. Boom, dude, my heart. Because uh, I'm from a place like there's gunshots like where i used to teach school like it was no joke like you hear this stuff it happens in real life that cannon went off i like i was having a heart attack man and all of a sudden there was like 59 pirates skeleton guys fighting on it it was the coolest thing ever you're right i don't know what i would do now because i forgot about fantastic it, and i was eating a churro I, know. I was eating a churro in frontierland while i was watching it oh man so I think what you're going to want to do is watch um, the schedule there at Disneyland. And it doesn't come out quite as far in advance oftentimes as it does for World. But watch that and see. You might not have to make that choice and then it'll be a different thing. Do I think it's worth getting a ticket for like a partial day? For me... Yes, because I love Disneyland. Um, I just never feel like I get enough of it. And it probably is, I don't have the opportunity to go to Disney, Disneyland as often as I go to Walt Disney World. So there's still parts of it, even though I've been there so many times, that feel very new to me, or at least, it, you know, exciting in a different way. There's so much to see with the two parks and the fact that you can walk back and forth. You always have to remember that Disneyland as a park has way more attractions than Magic Kingdom does at Walt Disney World, which you may already know because you may have already been there, but I just think it's worth mentioning. So I just think when you think about how far, and I don't know how far Ashley's traveling, but she's obviously traveling a distance to get to Anaheim. You are there. 
like don't just sit in the hotel room that night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yes, yeah. it's going to cost you a hundred bucks or more. Cause you're going to get in there. You're going to probably buy a snack or maybe have, if you're, <laughs> if you're smart, you're going to go over to Rancho de Zocalo and have some Mexican food, you know, <laughs> whatever you're going to do. You can eat a million good things in Disneyland or DCA. But I just think if you do this, which I agree with Pam, you should, cause you can get so much done in the evening there. You're going to walk out of there and say, I'm so glad. I think you're 100% you're going to walk out of there and like, I'm glad I did that. Like, I don't think you're going to have any regrets. Yes. I mean, I would, I, I would you have don't more regrets. Have if regrets. I, I would have more regrets if I was just sitting at the hotel and I'm like, oh man, it's eight o'clock and I've been sitting here for like two hours and I'm right. just watching guess TV. Guess what's going to happen here? Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're there. Okay. Uh, here's a, uh, let's see. Uh, David's got an email here. Hey, Mike. Was listening to this week's list of questions when Pam and you were talking about restaurants opening and specifically 1900 Park Fair. This reminded me of a conversation I had with a cast member. During our last stay, we were at the Grand Floridian Cafe, and I asked if they were ever bringing back the cafe sandwich. He says, R.I.P. Unfortunately, the cast member said no, since it was too much work and they had to roast whole turkeys for the sandwich. He also mentioned that half of the kitchen is sealed off and don't use it because they're so understaffed. This makes me think that opening 1900 Park Fair is not happening anytime soon. Hopefully this changes since we're missing many things still from pre-pandemic Walt Disney World and hard to know when things will be back to normal. Keep up the good work on the podcast. David is down in Tampa. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, this is this is what we're running into. You know, I think with, with getting Walt Disney World back up to 100%, now we are getting there. I mean, Fantasmic mm -hmm. is probably going to be back within a month. I mean, that's a huge get back. We I are agree. we are really close, but I think it's like I think they say like with programming and stuff like that. You know, it's like self driving cars and stuff like that. I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. They say like the first ninety five percent is is relatively easy, but it's like that last five percent is so difficult. And I think that's where we are right now. Like we're getting so close. But it's just the labor market that we're in right now. Like they've hired, I think, everybody that they can hire. And it's just trying to find bodies to fill roles, to, you know, because, again, you got to have the quality people to, you know, you can't have a kitchen staff of people that don't know what they're doing. So it's true. It's it, we're in such a weird place in our world. Right. In that we want to hire people. Um we can't afford to pay them all exactly what they think they should be getting as companies because as companies, everything is more expensive. Food's more expensive. Supplies are more expensive. Workers are more expensive. All of it. It's it's going to, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to break, but, and uh, believe me, I have no, um, <laughs> no great ideas to offer up or even something like that, but it is. We're still struggling. And I think we're all going to get there. It's just taking a little longer than expected. And we got Victorian Alberts back, which was I you know, know that's a, that's a big get back because that is one of those restaurants that you really just can't hire people off the street. You know that has to True. because of the cost of the the restaurant. You know the experience that every patron that walks through those doors is expecting, and also just the reputation this place has. You know via the Michelin reviews, the you know what you're going to see yes. in publications for the last decade. You can't really risk the reputation of opening up that restaurant until you know it's going to be what it has to be. And so, I, you know, I was actually surprised that it did open as soon as it did, that it is back. 
I know, right? I mean, think about it. They'd be like, oh, you lost one of your diamonds because this is your server's first night ever serving anywhere. And they had no right. idea what they were doing. And bless their heart, as they say in the South, they were trying, but not doing very well. So anyway. Yeah, trying's not going to get it at a place like Victoria no, Alberts. For, you know. Not. So, you know, I, I'm just glad we are getting, most things are back, you know, because if you think of where we were, 12 months ago, 18 months ago, you know, it was like, you really were kind of like, okay, yeah, that's still gone. That's, there are still, there are still things missing, but it's, it's kind of rare now. Like it's, you know, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique's back. That was one of those things I didn't think was going to come back forever. The Harmony Barbershop is back. You know, we got, we got Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. I mean, this thing, that thing is selling out like hotcakes. I mean, the demand for that, has that surprised you? It has not surprised me at all because I mean, we obviously see the travel world every day how hot it is people just especially this fall it's crazy but people wanted to go to that party and the dates They're are just dead. selling out left and right i think the parties in general people it was so funny because think about it leading up to the pandemic do you remember how there was a huge debate across the internet about whether party tickets are even worth it or not and look at how it has come back in that space. The people are just like, I want to do it. I want to do all the things. And I, that has to be attributed at some point to the fact that we miss stuff. Like we all miss stuff and we don't want to miss stuff anymore. So we're doing all the things. And I like that. I mean, it's a great way to, you know, go all in, as they say. Um, and so I think so. So if you were holding off buying party tickets Dude, for any of the Walt Disney World parties, don't hold off any longer. Yeah, the show them. ends in about 10 minutes. You better book them as soon <laughs> as we're done Mike, here. Send Mike an email. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, Michael's got a question here. Good afternoon. I wanted to see if you had the answer to this question before I call the hotel. I'm getting water and Powerade delivered by Amazon Prime. Am I able to have it delivered for Saturday when we're arriving on Sunday? They didn't have a date for Sunday, so do I have to wait until Monday? I wasn't sure if they would hold it for the day. Thank you, Laurie. So I've had stuff delivered to the hotel. Now, what here, a lot of people ask this question. And so here's what I do when I get, and I've had like things like, um, I mean, back in the day when they were allowed like a selfie stick sent to Walt Disney World because I wasn't sure I was going to get it on time at my house and we were going to be at Walt Disney World for 10 days over the summer. So I just had it directly mailed to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And the way I just do it is I just Google the address of the hotel. So I Googled Animal Kingdom Lodge address and I put that address and I put care of Mike Rallman, guest at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I put arriving and I put the date I arrive. And I've never had an issue with them holding it. And I've had it, you know, arrive maybe a day or two before I get there. They don't throw it out. So I think as long as you're a day or two, you're pretty safe. I've never had an issue with that. And I've had it done three or four times. What, have you had any experience with that, Pam? Yeah, I'm not sure about the grocery thing. I think that that would depend on what, you know, what you're have to, delivering and whatnot. Does it need refrigerated? All of that stuff. They also, also remember that um, for packages, Mike, they have a delivery fee. Yeah. Walt Disney World does for, so like I've had stuff I've ordered from Amazon too, stuff that I've forgotten. And there is a fee to pick that up. Um, I think one of the safest things you're going to want to do is contact both 
Amazon Prime, they usually, I think they have a chat or something to see if it's okay if you won't be there when it's delivered. And also your, um, your Disney Resort. Um, but yes, we have traditionally been there when we get the deliveries from either Amazon Prime Now or Instacart or, you know, one of those services. So yeah, I guess groceries would be a different story because yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I didn't think about that because I've always had like stuff like goods, you know, not yeah, right. Yep. That makes sense. I know. All right. Last question of the day. Now, I don't know if we have an answer to this one, but let's give it a shot because I love it because it is from Sharon, who is in Sydney, Australia. I love our listeners. I love that we have listeners in Australia. That is blows my mind. Okay. Uh, it says Disney wonder down under. Hey, Mike, Ricky, Pam, and Scott love your podcast and have been a listener since 2019 when we visited Walt Disney World and did a cruise on the Disney dream for the first time, hoping you can help with rumors circulating in Australia at this moment. How about, how about that? We're helping. We're helping with rumors that are circulating in Australia. That's not okay. okay. Is the Disney wonder headed our way to Sydney, Australia in October of 2023? This will be a dream come true for many Australians and any information you can provide would be greatly appreciated. Thanks and look forward to your next podcast, Sharon. Well, we don't know anything official, obviously, until Disney announces it. But here's what I say about cruises. And this is what I tell everybody, my friends, my family, my guests at the Magic for Less. Cruise ships are mobile and they go where the demand can go. And the more ships you have, the more opportunity the cruise line has to explore new destinations and new home ports. We're seeing this right now. We have a cruise ship that for the very first time is based out of Fort Lauderdale. We've never done that before, but these ships will go where the demand goes. And you know, the more ships that are in the fleet, the more opportunity you have to explore new markets like that. And I would imagine Australia would be a very, very popular destination for not only the Australians, but I would, because just because of the Disney brand, and I would expect there's many, many Americans, I'm talking about myself right here, that would love to go down to Sydney, Australia, and kind of explore the city for like a week and then catch a cruise, you know, and like do a little cruise out there and then come home and have that comfortable experience, but also explore a very cool place to go that is very far away. I, what do you, I, we don't know, but what, what do you say to that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it would be really interesting to see the Disney Cruise Line travel to Australia. I don't know if it will or not. Um, it's a long, it's a long way, right, to get there, depending on where they're leaving from, and it then is a long way back. And are, I would wonder, like, are they going to want passengers on the ship as it travels from either some of the ports that it's in now to get over? I don't know. It's interesting. Um, we, you know, I think there's probably a point in time where people were having this conversation about Disney Cruise Line sailing to Europe or Disney Cruise Line sailing up to Alaska, right? We never knew whether it was going to happen or not. And look, now we do. Um, it goes there frequently. So um, we'll I'll keep our fingers crossed for you because I am sure that that would make things easier for a lot of folks. I don't want to have to pay for the gas bill going to Australia. Like, I don't want to have to fill the tanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, right. Don't, don't, don't. I hope Captain Stubing is like, Roman, fill her up real quick. We're going to take her down to Sydney. <laughs> I'll come on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be terrible. All right. Well, hey, that's Lister Questions for the day. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you have a question, drop it into the inbox. It'll go right to the top. Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'd love to answer that on next week's show. Don't forget, our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by right now. So if you plan an amazing Disney cruise, get a great onboard credit. You're going to pay the exact same price. Why not get some extra fun money to spend on the cruise and get personalized service? You're going to have a better experience and get money in your account to have fun with. It's a win-win. Also, Walt Disney World, Disneyland Adventures by Disney. Just swing by themagicforless.com today. Fill out that free, no-obligation quote form. will take care of you from there. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. One extra click really helps us out. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show. You guys make all this possible, and I thank you so much for that. Our patrons also get Mike in the Midwest, that bonus podcast every week. So if you'd like to get in on that, come on over to Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Give Pam a follow on social media at TMFLTPam. I'm at BR Guest Mike on Twitter and Instagram. Would love to have a follow this week so I can talk to you. And don't forget, you can join Scotty G and myself this Sunday night and give us a call. And you'll be on the show right away. It's you, me, and Scotty G. We talk all things Disney on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We'll be waiting for your call this Sunday night. All right, we're going to get out of here, and we'll be back again on Friday with a fun topic. We're going to talk about the... Just solid attractions, Hall of Fame. Not the best of the best, but those attractions at Walt Disney World that are just solid, solid attractions. We're glad they're there. They deserve some recognition. They never get it. They're going to be put into our Hall of Fame. So what would you put in there? We're going to talk about that on Friday. Then we'll continue the conversation on Sunday night's live call-in show. So until we get back together again, for Pam, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Enjoy your Disney Plus day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.